listen, I don't, I'm not turtleneck guy. I don't live in turtleneck country either. So I don't, far be it for me to say if you should or shouldn't wear a turtleneck. But this suit was wild. I received no less than three separate un, unprovoked text messages uh, about Emmanuel Acho's fit. Hey, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, everyone. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football, lifestyle, bachelor, things of that nature. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter, Wheel Route Podcast. Gmail.com is the email address. And you get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, etc., etc. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn. Come to you guys live from Stewart, Florida. Um, where we've, we're continuing the run of nice weather, I must yeah, say. We, we really are beautiful. Uh, got some yard work in this weekend. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Looks great out there right now. Thank you. Um, hauled off several bags of mulch. RIP to the mulch we bought. It's over. We are told we need to get rid of it. <laughs> it's a good run. Well, you know. Yeah. The bug people, they, they're, they're, they're part of big, big, uh, big pest control is, uh, you know, trying to dictate what we hey, can and can't if it helps with the have. carpenter ants, then I'm all for You know what some... should help with the carpenter ants? The bug patrol people that come by. Maybe not telling us not to have mulch. How about that? You know what? They're welcome to do their job, and, uh, and, and that would be great. <clears throat> they're not getting a free plug on here. We also haven't had carpenter ants in years. Carpenter ants? Are you talking about the little black sugar ants? So the carpenter ants, there there are the big winged ones that you think of, but like any kind of bug family, there's like the big flying ones. <laughs> but even, car- even carpenter ants can be the like small little guys okay, too. They just, there's some that are bigger. I will. I'm gonna fact check myself, but carry on. No, that's fine. I mean, I, I I'm not uh, I'm not calling you a liar. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, good times. Uh, did. You know, you'll be happy to know, Jordan, that I uh, did finally get the shower, all the panels of the shower in. Let's go. Um, shout out to friend of the podcast, Pat Willett, for yet again sacrificing an afternoon of his life to stand inside the shower with me um, and press on the walls. And uh, it was, you know, really I have some... with you. I, I, yeah, really press in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I have some notes for uh, Kohler or whoever the brand is of shower that, that I bought. Um, just... You know, maybe want to tighten up the QAQC process at the factory uh, just a little bit. You know, maybe kick the guy in the butt a little bit and uh, you know, give him a raise. Maybe he'll be a little more motivated, but uh, we'll get there. Who? You know what? We'll get to that. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am back in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, despite the best efforts of the travel process on Tuesday. <laughs> um, oh, you got caught up in the post-storm wash. Well, so what happened was I'll just I'll plug the Twitter real quick. I'm on Twitter.com okay. at Shank Jordan. I might be getting tweets off because it's March and it is March. You know, the the games are happening. Very excited to wizard staff with a bunch of bubbly waters this weekend. Uh should be great. So the travel process for me, I was flying back from Las Vegas on Tuesday of this Not week. To which was on the tail end of all that snow they got is my understanding. Um, I had a connection in Denver 
um, which was not ideal. It turns out uh, we were delayed for a couple hours there. It was originally supposed to be a just stop in Denver. I don't even have to change my plane. And then we go on to DC. Uh, they instead kicked us off the plane, waited Ooh. in the airport for a couple hours. Uh, finally got back to DC a couple hours late. Um, got back to my car, which I had parked at a hotel um, <laughs> in nearby Chantilly. Um, on You right. do one of those like, they have the like stay stay and fly you get to leave your yes. car at the hotel it just it becomes worth up... it to, it becomes worth it to spend a night at the hotel just cuz you get free park well free it, but yeah, you, you exactly. pay for parking i was going to pay that much more than that in parking anyhow I'll pay, pay for a night at the hotel and my flight out was at like 7 in the morning on the front end so it made perfect sense uh, got to my car loaded my bags up oh, no. car would not turn over no oh, interior no. lights nothing uh <laughs> flagged flagged down a guy to try and jump my battery would not even take a jump so i had to uber to an auto zone and buy a new battery for my car uber back to the hotel oh but it was the battery yeah it was very much just a toast battery <laughs> okay. um, so so my next uh stop on the warpath is uh advanced auto parts customer service department um mm -hmm. they they will be receiving communication from my lawyers this weekend <laughs> in regards to reimbursement for the battery i had to buy from their competitor but uh all in all i was safe uh no no mishaps that i know of uh, <laughs> minus the panic car situation yeah love, love the trials and trials hey you know making memories the little, little little birthday memories i certainly will not forget this one fantastic who else is here is i kochi um i did fact check myself and i was correct there, there's 24 different species of carpenter ants in Holy the united God. states alone and the small black ones like to uh, actually nest in like the branches of trees oh. and they like to like if they're gonna um, invade your home they prefer like window eaves and stuff which is usually where i see them mm. but we haven't seen the big winged ones in a while but you want those the big big winged ones tend to be mating males and the queen so when you see those swarming or coming out it's because it's mating season mm. I feel like that usually happens when it rains a lot. Too. Yeah, that I think that too. Well, and they're attracted to damp woods. So. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, enough about Speaking ants. Of the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out, like, hey, shout out to you for getting right into the ant talk. Um, yeah. I'm here for it. Uh, all right, cool. So, what, what are we what are we drinking tonight? Anybody got anything to share? Anything good? No, no. I... I'm, I'm doing a glass of Elijah Craig tonight because we've reached the end of the season. And there we go. We did it. We made it. Good for you. We survived. Yet Elijah again. Craig. Nice. Yeah. That's one of your go-tos, isn't it? I think it you is. told me this before. I think it's, I think it's that's probably... Your, that's your my... keeper? Your, your on-the-shelf keeper? Yeah, my like uh, my weekly drinker, I guess it is now. <laughs> um, the, it's, it's the one... It's the one I probably like the most that I can also get the easiest. Like, okay. I also really like Eagle Rare and Buffalo Trace, but those usually don't last more than a day uh, in the ABC stores around here. So that's interesting. Connor was uh, Connor. You might know Connor, friend of the podcast, was explaining to me there's like some sort of racket going on in Virginia with Buffalo Trace that, that like there's some company 
or restaurant group in like the Richmond area that like has a strange like hold on all the Buffalo Trace supply or effectively um, and, and therefore like renders it more rare in like Virginia for some reason than anywhere huh. else. Like I don't really think we have a problem getting it. Um, I actually got a bottle of it for on sale the other day. Shout out. Heck yeah. The, yeah. 29 bucks. Well, that's living right there. <laughs> that, that is living. But yes, yes, I'm I'm with you. I think my go-to, I think my go-to day-to-day drinker, <laughs> day-to-day, as, as terrible as it is to use that phrase, I think Basil Hayden is my favorite of the okay. like, of the like mid-tier ones that are, are are good enough to drink by themselves, but also like you wouldn't really kill yourself for putting it with like a little ginger ale or something like yeah. that, you know. Yeah, I, I I have trended recently towards more uh, more higher proof varieties. So basically, okay. it's a little light for me. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still good. I gotcha. I wouldn't turn it down. Exactly, it's very smooth. Nice to drink. You know what's nice? Splash of water and a lemon, a little basil hidden. Not bad. Yeah. Real good. Big but I think it's because it's so light. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I have a, uh, a red stripe actually crazy, huh? Throwing it back. I think they've changed their label for the better or for the worse. I don't, I don't know. Like it still has the classic diagonal sash red stripe, but they've added some new language. I think in the bottom right that I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I love all of this. You know, see what I'm saying? I don't think I've had a. Oh, red it looks like since. a Lagunitas stamp almost. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, it does. What you haven't had a red stripe since when? Uh, Captain Groovy's. Oh my gosh! I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've had one Shout since out. I moved here. I love that out. place. Well, I was Classic. at the I was at the um the corner store, around the street, around the corner, if you will. And uh, excuse me, I'm having some problems with my voice. Uh, the red stripe was it was like six ninety nine for a six pack. I was like, well, I mean. That's Don't <laughs> first of all hard, a good time. hard to believe, <laughs> yeah. uh, and because I was going to be standing in the shower with my friend Pat, I figured a, a light it called for a nice cold light beer. So uh, it was good. We both took a swig and we're like, "Wow, I've had a red stripe forever. This is delicious." So anyhow, back on the red stripe. Good, good to be back. Feels like home. I just want to have a nice breaded chicken wing now, and that's what I really want to have. Mm. Some nice red sauce on it. Um, all right, so Jordan, you were in Vegas. Things were good. You played some golf. Played any yeah, any played other any fun shenanigans? Five there. rounds of golf. Yeah, wow. we were out there for uh, five full days, five full rounds of golf. Uh, four touched over a hundred, and then <laughs> uh, the the Sunday round, I believe it was. Evan and I played a par seventy course that was a little shorter, and uh, Carter and made seven there, so got got the confidence back. Nice. Um, That's right in my wheelhouse. If I can go four iron off every tee, then I mean we're yeah, we're 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 hunting pins. We're hunting pins at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we ran into some characters on the golf course, of course, that we yes. were paired up with. Um, you know, f- nice enough guys, just like real real pieces of work in <laughs> departments. Okay. Um, won won some money on the slots. Always like to hear that. Uh, didn't yes. didn't get sick that I know of. We're still uh, prayerfully petitioning with the whole <laughs> for that. But uh, <laughs> you know, kept kept the mask on at all times. Made smart decisions, and uh, yeah, 
did <coughs> did it up. Awesome. That's cool, Jesus. That's cool you went. Um, and yeah, happy belated B day from the uh, from, from the Wheel Rob podcast Appreciate officially it. out in the out in the open. Um, cool. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean the house Reno twenty twenty one continues at a snail's pace around here. Uh, as discussed, had some issues with the shower. The three the, the very easy to put together three panel shower that all is supposed to slot together with you know gravity um, did not exactly work that way a um, couple of thick bros in the shower sliding it around banging on it for a while we eventually had to remove two of the three panels from the shower completely and hammer them together um, and then very carefully and precariously put both of the connected panels back in luckily the third one which was the one we had to cut a hole in for the shower faucet um, that one worked fine so we were we were vindicated on the back end because at least we knew we were doing it right the first time it was just there was some sort of manufacturing defect on the the like the grooves and the hooks that sort of hold everything together with gravity. Mm. Uh, terrible, terrible. So anyhow, um, got that done. Got it siliconed. I need to get in there with the razor blade and just do a little touch-up work. But I think we're we're about to be cooking with grease in there, girl. <laughs> so next. Uh, if I do one plank of flooring per day for the next, you know, 50 days, probably be done with that pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, we're off to the races. Did have the drywall guy come out, though, so you know, things are getting pretty serious. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it still looks like a mess. But we have, I think, reached the point where now it's floor and then we get to put everything that we want to put in there in there, which is good. I think we're, I think we're maybe closer than we realize, even though nothing is usable. And it's still very much construction site, so we'll see. Weekend Warriors <laughs> at it again. All right. Um, shall we do this? Are we talking Bachelor? You want to do it? Yeah. Oh, before we jump into Bachelor real quick, um, okay. you, you, the listener, will be happy to know that the first bad beat of March Madness has already hit. Oh, no, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Drake minus two, just a, a piss poor performance at the end of the game. <laughs> Yeah, you you can find it on Sports Center tonight, I'm sure, or last spitting night. Mad. That is the definition of spitting mad, right there. Just piss poor performance. Uh, I'm sorry to hear. So wait, they were up four with 40 seconds to play. Up and four, that was, 40 you know, seconds. 20 minutes ago when we started this podcast. Yep. Uh, they rebounded Wichita State's missed field goal attempt with about 20 seconds. Uh, attempted to <laughs> dribble through. Uh, the, the press it. threw a bad pass that got stolen, and the guy took like two dribbles from half court, pulled up, wetted a three pointer to cut it to one with about eight seconds. Uh -huh. So then Drake gets fouled on the inbound. They're still shooting one one. Guy breaks the first free throw. Obviously, <laughs> front end of the one one. Yes. Yeah, and they end up winning by one. And so Drake's happy, and they don't care. But meanwhile, right. my parlays are done for the night. Uh, so RIP. RIP. This is what you get for betting on Drizzy. That's what Jason would tell you. Too funny. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get to the, uh, let's get to the, you know, the man of the hour, Mr. Matt James, the bachelor. The man of the um, three hours. Thank God that this season is over. I'd like to get that. I'd like to be the first to thank God <laughs> that this <laughs> yes. season is over. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, not, uh, you know, not the most thrilling season by any stretch of the imagination. I think, Sort of midway through, there were some off, you know, some off-field issues that kind of popped up for some of the contestants that 
put a bit of a uh, casted a bit of a what did they say? Cast a pale pallor pallor. I don't know. There's some word that I'm looking for here. Um, a shadow, if you will, over the uh, over the proceedings, and um, took away a little bit of the zest. Uh, that said, Matt, you know, not the most dynamic character we've ever had on the show. I think we've been over this once or twice on the pod. Um, but he was not in a great place, it would appear, going into his final two. <laughs> and um, sort of kind of just continued on that path. I mean, Emily, did you, did you have any, <laughs> any, any, big, any big takeaways from Mr. Matt James? Mm, no, other than what you just described. Okay. Jordan? I mean, other, I mean, like... This was not ever going to go well, like based on his like approach to breakups throughout the season. I kind yeah. Of think. And and speaking a little more to that, uh, we had discussed previously in the season that Matt kind of like uh, he he seems very concerned with his image and like how yeah. his how every move he makes lands with everybody. Um, and sometimes that's yeah. to the detriment of the audience because we like to see, you know, we want to see you be real, Matt. Um, my sources that I have on the ground say that this is nothing new for Mr. James. He has apparently uh, done done some of this. Uh, how do I want to shenanigans. say? Shenanigans. I don't know about shenanigans, but just like very thoughtfully positioning himself and like, moving carefully in the past um okay so yeah so it's it's just interesting to see it all play out and to know that we had a beat on the situation independent of this intel um but yeah it uh it seemed like he once again was just like very concerned with winning the popular vote or like yeah the the opinion, the exit interviews, rather than like actually getting down to it and and swinging for the fence, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree. I mean, I, mean, I think uh, our, our guy Jared Freed brought this up, but he's like on the women tell all, like all the girls are like very quick to like thank him for the time, and like right. it, it seems like he has done for whatever it's worth a pretty decent job of endearing himself to everybody in sort of a platonic way um, post, you know, open eyes, make out on the couch, you know, and then we just transition into buddy, buddy. So, you know, whatever. That's a skill, I suppose. Um, Not exactly the point here, but uh, I don't know. I feel too like, I mean, clearly you're getting, uh, you know, a a curated version of him on the show, right? Uh, Self-curated, I should say, but he he like has these moments where like i think he's probably like a better hang than he's coming off as um and i'm sure everyone is but like at, at least like a guy like tyler cameron like appeared to enjoy who he was i, I you know what i'm saying like yeah. i don't know i don't know what i'm necessarily trying to say but like you saw like actual pieces of some of these other people's personalities whereas like this guy just seemed to be like it's just so thoughtful and yeah, all of it felt like he was walking on all. eggshells the whole time. <laughs> yes. like, I don't want to blow any potential opportunity that could come after this. Or like, right. I just want, I just want the best uh, yeah. feedback or again, exit interviews that I can get. <laughs> right. Can I walk you out? Um, yeah. Just lock me in my room with my Peloton for three days. I got to do some thinking about right. who I'm going to and really work on know. my abs. Cool who I'm going to not propose to. This is going to be a good time. Um, okay. 
Up first, Sweet Michelle. Always a bad move to go first uh, in these last episodes. Um, so sorry about it, Michelle. But uh, Michelle, we, we meet Matt's mom, who I think had a pretty good performance. Mm-hmm. Matt's mom. Matt's brother. Um, I mean, he was in search of a vibe, which was which is his cool. quote. His his quote. Shout out to him. I love a, a real curator of vibes. Yes. Um, he had. <laughs> I mean, he just had some just golden moments on the camera because it would just like cut to him with like the most hard hitting question ever. <laughs> it didn't really seem like he like had a plan. He had like four questions that he was just gonna crush with. Um, what is it that you see in my brother that you uh, that makes you want to be with him? Like I was, yeah. yeah it was... It's like the first time in in a job after school that I had where I had to interview somebody to potentially like that we might hire. Right. That, that was like me. Like I have, I, I have my, my four go-to questions here and I'm going to ask them <laughs> to these candidates. But beyond right. that, I don't have a whole lot of, uh, of just spontaneity so really, in this area. So you really want to work here? You really yeah. Want, what makes you like, want to work yeah. here? Yeah. As you can tell, they hire some sweet bros. Uh, <laughs> I like moi. You always got to do that. I like to get after it. <laughs> the show. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think Michelle did a better job than Rachel of uh, endearing herself to the family. Um, again, kiss of death. We know how these things go on this show. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't like Matt and Michelle seem to like really get along and like have really good um, like of any other people on here. He seemed to like. I think have like the best relation or like maybe the most potential relationship with it. Is that, would that be true Emily? Yeah. I think I was sharing that. I think one of the problems, especially with the bachelor, I don't see it so much with the bachelorette except for Claire, but I f- <laughs> find that the guys tend to like pick the woman they're infatuated with yeah. rather than the woman that, that actually has potential to be like, yeah, great wife material or just like long yes yeah i think it's sometimes that confusion of like oh well i'm comfortable with her so that must not mean i'm like that into her yeah and i'm like oh and and michelle definitely like you saw them hanging out to their you're like they have real potential for a long healthy relationship but no we just watched it spoiler alert um but yeah i mean michelle did like a really nice uh job with matt's mom was sort of like oh matt's mom was like constantly happy crying it was yeah. like uh yeah just a mom who no- like almost has that gut feeling like ah, oh, this is the one and so she's just so like taken aback and crying all the whole yeah, time she's just like thank god he, he at least got this far yes. with her yeah yes and meanwhile michelle is like definitely putting all of her teacher skills to use like matt's mom is breaking down in front of her and she's just being so like um, and compassionate. <laughs> yeah, I'm going like... to point that out. Let's go ahead and cry. She knows how to deal with criers. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So then do they, they have a date after that? Uh, eventually. Like, there's the meet the parents, and then a few days later, they have a one-on-one. A few days later. Yeah. Anyway, so then we have Rachel who comes to visit. Yes. Patty. Um, and, and doesn't really, like, you know, doesn't really do anything too, like, bad, but... Also, you like, just see like the difference again between yes. like uh, she has like much less mature responses than Michelle too. Right. 
Which so, I think is it was like less mature. And it's again, the whole infatuation thing. Like Michelle actually gave some concrete answers as to why she's attracted to Matt and why she thinks her relationship could work. You point those same questions at Rachel and it's, I'm just in awe of him, of everything about him. I'm just so in love. And like, and you're, she's just saying all of the cliches. So it's, you're saying a lot of words, but you're not really saying anything. Right. That's how Rachel came across to me. Oh, I would totally agree. And Patty seemed, Patty's the mother, by the way, yeah. seemed to kind of cut through that a little bit, but then they kind of all hit you with happy music all of a sudden. And like, she's crying again. And she's like, these are just two like such great girls. And I'd just be so happy for them to be part of the family or whatever. So it's kind of like, ugh. I guess we're gonna have to drag this on for another hour and a half to find out what happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, so then what we have? Did we have? A, did they have a date with Michelle? Did he do something with Michelle? Yes, and I was trying to remember what it was. He he said something to her like, oh, "What did they do?" I'm just remembering the they were conversation. Off the, the roof. Right? There That's we go. what it was. Yeah. yeah. See, unmemorable. Can you trust me? On the edge of this cliff, this is like love. All love is holding on by a thread. Not she was also clothes. wearing terrible shoes for that activity. I noticed mm-hmm. they they didn't mm-hmm. put her in sneakers or anything. So bad move, producers. Yeah, just it continuously endangering these girls. Putting Jordan, have there. you ever been repelling? Not that I can recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I did, it wasn't very. I mean, who whomst among us on this podcast? did not do the rock wall at Urec once upon a time, right? Exactly. And, yeah. And we went down on a rope, but not like side of a building <laughs> Spider-Man poses type deal. Gotcha. We, um, I went rappelling at night somewhere on the side of like the road in Afton Mountain. Uh, okay. But Jordan, you'll get a kick out of this. It was like one of those kind of, well, I'm labeled too. One of those like sort of quasi life like kind of things. Uh-huh. So it was like, you like repel event. off the <laughs> yes yes you repel off the thing and then like everyone all of a sudden is sitting around in a circle and then there's like some sort of like heavy-handed like so guys what do you think yeah. like how did you feel there and yeah what do you and then like and we it was not so subtle there was a few members of the cube there i don't really think they were like really on board with the message that was being nor did i was i frankly like i mean come on like that was it was ridiculous but it was it was cool it was just kind of weird that we did that at night and that was like it was like fear factor situation or something like that but it was cool um i mean clearly they're not gonna let you fall to your death so um there's some backups in place it's kind of neat it's not like it's not very hard it's just what's it's just getting over the edge that's hard and honestly it's not because it's scary it's just because it's like awkward you're like all right well i guess i'm gonna yeah, lean gonna so back and, yeah. and then you see they like slam your butt on on the side or you you just stand there so but yes I've done some rock climbing in my day as well yeah shut up <laughs> back in my skinnier days um all right so next up Emily, what are you giggling at? Oh, I just know why you were doing so much rock climbing back in the day, and it makes me giggle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, sometimes you're out here in these streets, Emily. <laughs> sometimes the game um, is the game. The game is the game, yeah. <laughs> We've been saying it. Why were you doing so much kayaking at the beginning of your relationship with me, Emily? So true. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry that I also have a, you know, a, a bent towards fitness and Extreme upper body strength. Mm, that's the reason. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> 
I'll do a muscle up on this door jam right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, you guys haven't installed one of those things yet. And that could be part of your home Reno is put a, put one of those like. <laughs> put a little rock climber thing. Yeah. <sighs> Doing fingertip push-ups all the time. So we just have yoked up forearms. That's a good idea, actually. Okay, I like where Jordan's head's at. All right. Um, so so we have the date, Matt, you know, things are fine. And then. Somehow we end up back at the hotel room. Or, yeah, at her ho- in her room. Her room. And she, yeah. you can just see, like, she's really, like, opening up about how much she loves him. And he just has that, like, he oh. looks like he's going to cry the whole time. He's got the pre-breakup face going gives, hard. And like, she gives him yeah. a jersey. Oh, yeah. I don't that remember move, what the team name was. I'm interested in your all's take on the jerseys because I thought that was a big no-no. That, oh, yeah. that felt very heavy-handed and way too much. She tried to press full court when there was no need. Well, and especially like it would have been one thing if she got him a jersey for just for him, right? That had something to do with his yeah. like nonprofit. Yeah. But yeah. instead, then she pulled out one that like the, the had Mrs. Mrs. James. James on the back, Oof. and you're like, oh, oh no, no. Do it. no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I. I'm never really, yeah, I'm not really touchy feely guy. I'm I'm never really a fan of uh, like those kind of gestures. Seem a little silly. That'll, that'll be Logan's point of personal improvement in like 2028 20, or something. There you go. What? Be better at silly gestures. Just be expand your love languages, maybe. Oh. 2028. 20, expand my love languages. You'll have you'll have all the minor holidays covered by then. So. That's true. So I guess gift giving is the one I need to expand. <laughs> the giving of gifts. Creative. No, no just like creative, hmm. thoughtful. Uh, it it sounded better in my head when I started. It really seems like you're describing like, me. Uh, I think what you're getting at, Jordan, is more of the things that are definitely cheesy things, but they're still appreciated. Logan yeah. could lean into the cheesiness a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, <laughs> interesting conversation. Glad we're having it. Um, all right, yeah. So back to the couch. Matt doesn't look good, and he's just like, like pretty much starts crying when she gives him the jerseys, and he's like, I can't like let you basically like keep thinking about what's going to happen when I, I just don't see us getting there, and barely really talks it through, and he just like gets up and leaves. Yeah. Without much of a conversation. Oh, there was a point though where Michelle said, like, I, "I just don't understand." Yeah, like, am I supposed to fight for you? Am I supposed to let you go? I'm just so confused. It feels like you just like flipped a switch. And his response was, "I don't want you to think this was just a flip of a switch." I'm like, "No, let her think that." Like, yeah, what are bad. you trying to say? Like, because if you're saying I don't want you to think it was a flip of a switch, then you're saying like I've been thinking about this for a long time. Yeah, which feels yeah. horrible to hear that. Yeah. Oh man, I was not a fan. Yeah, I mean, they certainly make these breakups pretty clunky, kind of because they have to be, I guess. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was just weird. It also, it was clearly the wrong decision, which is another thing that maybe is, is clouding a little bit of my judgment of the situation, too. Jordan, you have something to throw in there? No, I was just going to say, like, the way, the way that Peter and now Matt have handled their final three, oh, respectively, yeah. It's honestly, it's shockingly making Colton look smarter and smarter. <laughs> As, like his his ending of his season is aging beautifully. 
in, right. in a move that few of us could have seen coming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, it's difficult. I mean, like, listen, I don't envy the situation and sure. I don't know that I certainly would not handle that well at all. Um, but it is kind of weird. He, he, he does seem like very business, very all business about some of these things. And I guess maybe like he, you know, you got to make a clean cut or whatever and, and move on and, and be confident in your decision. Sure. Uh, whatever. But at the same time, like it does kind of suck. And it would appear that, um, old Michelle was, a uh, you know, pretty hurt by that. Yeah. We learned later too that she had the next day like asked just for like two minutes or so to like talk with Matt and she even made it clear like it wasn't to fight to fight for him or to convince him to change his mind. I just needed closure before I left. And he like refused to see her, which was Yeah, that's not a good bad move. Yikes. He also speaking He's of refusing to pe- meet with people, he bailed on his date with Rachel. He did. Which was then of course this whole big thing on Rachel's end, all the insecurity was mounting. I mean, like, to be fair, Rachel has had to bear a couple of those, but at the same time, like, she is never not the one to, like, be the most, like, abjectly distraught about every, like, thing that happens. I don't know. I feel kind of like she's like... What do you mean that happens to her a lot? Hasn't that happened to her, like, no, it, twice now, where, like, her day is... Yeah. Oh, no, I think, I think her... Maybe Logan, you're thinking of like the fact just that she went last in oh. in overnights okay. yeah, and had to wait that way. Um, but I also wonder if they like maybe encouraged Matt, like, oh yeah, just take your time, take in order to yeah. stir that up a little bit. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. But yeah, I I think that's true. What Jordan is saying, because all of her other dates, she had the shopping date, and she then did. had that like still got to go have a nice dinner with him. She got stolen away from the group oh, date to go Black. listen to the special musician. Yeah, you know? that's right. Okay, you're right. My bad. I'm misremembering. All of a sudden, girls blend together. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Matt has a, Matt meets with Neil Lane, and it was just like started having a conversation about his doubts and if he's he's not oh, really sure he wants which to propose. Is like, shout out to Neil Lane for like being there. This is the person <laughs> you want to be having this conversation with. Not even Chris Harrison. Yeah, I, I wonder if the producers like stormed into Matt's room like Neil Lane has quarantined for a week and a half. You will meet with him on camera <laughs> and look at his rings. Listen, we get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from Neil Lane to be on here, so you need to at least select a promise ring uh, from the from the list. But uh, this leads to our first coachism of the night, though. Matt holds up the ring and he says, "This <laughs> ring has a lot of weight to it." This is more than just a ring. And he like goes on. But I was hilarious. like dying. I was like, this is like imagining a football coach holding like a state championship yes, ring. He's yes. like, this ring is I can see Tim Sarver to... holding the holding the, the two thousand one state champs ring up. Well, like, and if I remember it correctly, Yeah, like I I know what he was getting at, but when he was saying all the things it represents, it was like bad stuff. And I, I know what he was getting at. Like it represents me overcoming all of that and like moving sure, beyond sure. it. But he just, he just brought up bad things. Like this represents mm-hmm. my dad bailing on my mom and us. And like, while I, he's like holding, like wagging the ring, the kind precious, of like looking yeah. at it, <laughs> like you look at like Smeagol holding the ring. Yeah. It was, it was pretty wild. Um, also Neil Lane. Um, what do you think his like facial Botox schedule is? My man, my man is shining. 
You think he and Ed go to the same guy in Miami? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, that's a good call. What are Ed's up to? Getting buys and tries, probably. Exports probably. and imports. Definitely not. Definitely not legs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we finally get to the rose ceremony with Rachel. It's. Oh yeah, that Cracker Barrel. That it looked like it was happening on the front porch of a Cracker Barrel. Also, like they had moved the front porch of a Cracker Barrel to to the woods and just erected it there, complete rockers and the fireplace. And um, yeah, Matt was just there. Rachel was so cold. Oh yeah, yeah. girl had no coat or shawl or anything. Situational <laughs> <laughs> awareness once again. Yes. I mean that dress would have looked great with one of those like furry little. Crop jacket things. Oh, that would just been another group of people to get mad at her. Uh, She rolled up. Bring bring it on. (laughs) But yeah, he, she, it has an interesting take where she pretty much just like immediately starts like her list of grievances for him not coming on their date the other day and how that made her feel so insecure. So she's just like dumping on him and then all of a sudden like switches. She's like, but I realized like, you must have really been going through something. And what really hurt me is that you were hurting. I'm like, oh, oh gosh, the two of them doing that, too. When I saw you barreling out of the sky at terminal velocity and slamming into the ground, I just really thought I was going to lose you to blunt force trauma. Oh, speaking of the the parachute (laughs) callback, I thought it was interesting. Michelle said something during her like repelling date that like, I don't think she meant it that way, but it sounded like a shot at Rachel. Like she said something like, well, I don't have to like have a crash landing or like fall out of the sky to figure out that <laughs> or something oh, like that. Oh. I'll have to go oh, I don't, I don't, yeah, remember. I don't remember that. that. Is, that's that's a good. Wow. See, I knew I liked Michelle for a reason. Shout out to Michelle. I love that girl. Anyway, he tells her that he's in love with her. She's the one for him, but he's not ready to propose, but would like to, continue their relationship which great move great, i think that's how it should move. always be yes i, I am 100 for this stop move. emphasizing yeah. like an engagement at the end yeah. of this and juliette Littman has been a uh, number one fan <laughs> of this idea and she said you could still utilize neil lane just bring back the promise ring you know yeah. <laughs> like instead of an engagement ring you still get neil there and he's getting his little endorsement that he wants yeah you're throwing a 17 carat promise ring yeah yeah often <laughs> As often as the case. Anyway, yeah, they need to get rid of the engagement. So, well, I think yeah, if you want to get engaged, you should be available. It should be available right. to you. But, but like, even like the even like like Michelle kind of talked about it a lot too. Like, and it's like it always is like a, yeah, you know where this goes. It's just like engagement. Like, I think I'm ready to get engaged. And you know, this this ends. Are you ready to be engaged? And Matt's mom's asking. It's like I think there's so much like pent up conversation about engagement mm-hmm. that like is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and frankly unhealthy because then these people are just going to be spewed out into the real world with a bunch of cameras on them and well not like they haven't had cameras on them still but you know have to deal with like actual real world issues and where they're going to live and what they're going to do and, and everything else and like that certainly stresses a relationship I mean come on so yeah. anyhow I, I just think that the I think that, uh, um, Juliet is right mm-hmm. she often is Oh, she's she's the girl. She's got great great ideas. <laughs> she needs to be on the production team for the she's, she's franchise. Like, she's in with their production though, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I think a little bit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so then we go into our third hour, oh, yeah. and we have yeah. after the final rose. So Logan, 
take it away. Well, I mean, we have after the final rose, um, which listen, all the previews leading up to everything is really painting this to be a pretty somber event. Uh, Emmanuel Acho is hosting. He author of book. Uh, uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Is that the title of the book? Am I getting that right? I believe so. <clears throat> he, um, so like, I mean, maybe brand is a bad word, but that's a little bit of his brand is, is at this point. Um, I think he's kind occupying this. <clears throat> yeah. He's occupying this space. Yeah. It's his niche niche right now in um, pop culture. Um, I think he does a pretty good job of facilitating some of these conversations too, to give him credit. Um, you know, not my favorite personality. I think we've been over that, but that's that's fine. Uh, neither here nor there. Um, but comes out just just wearing an absolutely preposterous suit, um, buttoned up. He's got the turtle, the Matt James turtleneck on, red, bright red. Looked like a Christmas, like a Christmas getup, like like your uncle, like your kooky uncle might wear to like the candlelight service, right? Like a like a me? '70s company Christmas party getup. Plaid, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, <clears throat> and. The like upper arms could not have been tighter. Like I don't know what kind of material there's this a lot. Suit is yeah, made there's out of. a lot of uh, tailoring, <clears throat> unnecessary yes. tailoring probably occurred. It would appear that, that the tailor put in so much work making sure that the upper arms fit snugger in a bug and a rug in there, and we're popping. He didn't unbutton the button to sit down, which I don't know. Maybe you don't do that if you have a turtleneck sweater on underneath your suit jacket, which is just a ridiculous sentence to even say. Also. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I'm not turtleneck guy. I don't live in turtleneck country either, so I don't. Far be it for me to say if you should or shouldn't wear a turtleneck. But this suit was wild. I received no less than three separate un- unprovoked text messages uh, about Emmanuel Acho's fit on this outfit on this uh, on this episode. So uh, yeah, kind of things got off to a rocky start there. But uh, he wore it confidently, though. I do respect confidence. <clears throat> oh yeah. When you got when you got that kind of upper rig going on, when you got the guns, by all yeah. means, you wanna you wanna draw attention to them. Uh, maybe not that much. That's right. What I'll say. Always love that that um, Will Muschamp storming into the Texas locker room video where he draws the play on the board and talks about a run and fit Acho's and punches the board and Emmanuel Acho sitting there front row just yep. taking it all in, team captain. So worlds um, collide. But, uh, I mean, I think all in all, um, he did a pretty, uh, I say this as someone who watched the show, um, and a white guy, but I think he did I think he did a, a really good job of facilitating the conversation and pushing people where they needed to be pushed, but not making it like a, a deposition necessarily. Yeah. Um, I was a little worried that we were going to go that route, and, and not that it wouldn't have been fair to go that route, but I just think that it would have been... Uh, um, it would have been a difficult watch and, um, you know, potentially you could, you could have some conversations about like maybe how helpful that would have been for the cause or for, for a cause just to like grill someone on TV and, and make everyone feel bad and then not, not leave it anywhere. So, um, I don't know. I thought he, I thought he handled it with a lot of care and, um, I guess you'd say like, you know, talk to Michelle first. Uh, Michelle was impressive. She tends to be, um, did you, got, did you have any takeaways from Michelle's time? Oh, um, I mean, not really. I mean, yeah. I, the, I love that she threw in a little bit more of her Michelle sass that we got to see kind of throughout the season where she yeah. gave Matt a hard time. Like, you know, yeah. I hope like you continue to grow and change after this, including like kissing with your eyes closed, 
And getting and, another line, yeah. And having more creative lines than just like, thank you for sharing. And I was like, holy God, Michelle. Yeah. No, that was, that was well done. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have any other. <clears throat> yeah, it kind of seemed like we were like, we were sort of just waiting on the opportunity to talk to Rachel, right? Um, throughout, throughout. That, that was so, the main event. <laughs> we, we moved Michelle out. Uh, we brought Rachel in and um, yeah, I mean, Shorty did not did not look great. She looks like she she'd maybe been going through it a little bit, um, rightfully yeah. so. You know, gotta 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 go through it, I guess. Um, and yeah, I mean, basically the long and short of it was, uh, you know, she kind of got asked some questions about the photos of her that surfaced at the antebellum party. I thought Emmanuel Atra did a good job of sort of contextualizing like the meaning of antebellum yeah. and sort of why, because I think the response that I've heard from people I'm friends with is like, Oh, look at these racist photos. Like, like, I mean, come on, those aren't even racist. And it's like, okay. Well, I mean, well and that's where Emmanuel yes. did a good job again of explaining like, um, uh, racial, um, oh, racially like not insensitive every... or racial ignorance. Yeah. Yes. And, and straight racism. Racist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and I, and he kind of made clear to say, you know, Rachel, I feel like, what we're talking about when it comes to things you've posted or shared, we're looking more at racial um, insensitivities. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think she even alluded to like, I thought she did a good job of saying like, I can't just hide behind my ignorance and right. I'm not going to use like where I grew up or the family I grew up in as an excuse for that. I was, you know, a young person who had everything available to look into things more and find out what does this really mean? Who is this hurting? And I just didn't. Yeah. And I think right there is a great example of ignorance and hopefully she continues to do the work necessary. But I thought Matt, um, his response with Rachel, there's a few things I found interesting that we were talking about after the show. Yes. Yeah, so they brought Matt, they brought Matt out to sort of do a little side by side chat and, uh, and it's pretty frosty. Yeah. It's clear they're not together. Well, I think when you, piece together the things that Matt was saying and he was saying it in a way to try not to throw her under the bus, but yeah. it basically sounds like when things first started coming out, it sounds as if Rachel at first maybe denied it or didn't own it because Matt said, he's like, yeah, I just assumed even like by the things she was sharing with me that these were just rumors that happens. And so I was just trying to be there for her, defend her and comfort her. And he's like, but then, you know, stuff, more stuff kept coming yeah. out and pictures and there's no way to like lie about it. And um, he said something to her. I wish I could remember what it was, which for me, oh, he basically said something along the lines that when he did confront her about it um, and told her, like, I don't think we can, this relationship can continue. He alluded to Rachel basically being saying, like, I don't see what the problem is. Like, I don't understand what's so bad. And I think that's when he realized, like, you have a lot of learning and growing to do. Yeah. And I can't be the one who does that learning and growing for you, which I thought was a great boundary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, for me, like going back to the point Rachel made about not blaming it on being a product of her environment. I do wish that she would have maybe given that a little bit more weight though. Cause I think mm -hmm. like that environment that she <clears throat> came from us growing up in the South, presumably, you know, um, 
those conditions like made it Normalized normal and, for her yeah. to not look into why are we having right. this party? What are what are the roots of this party? So I think like I think you can acknowledge the the role those factors played without saying like I I have no responsibility. It's all because um and I was also a little disappointed like when and this is a touchy subject because it's a personal journey for everybody as to like how how do we be more anti-racist as yeah as an individual um but when he asks when emmanuel acho asks like what are you doing to you know grow to learn more expand your horizons whatever um she just kind of did the like well i could list all the books and movies and stuff and the resources that i'm reading but that doesn't really mean anything unless I put it into action. Like it would have been good to say like, here, here are some of the resources that I've found helpful or like, and I, I know that's maybe kind of a can't win situation because it's like, well, what are you, you're just watching Netflix. Like, but, (laughs) but the, the proof comes in the pudding isn't going to be something that you get to talk about on the show. It's something that your life will reflect down the road. Um, so it, it kind of felt like it, I guess it was just disappointing because she had time to prepare for questions like that mentally of like, how can I best answer that and, uh, address what I've been doing proactively. And it just kind of felt like, uh, a cop out a little bit. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think she it is, it is just, an, it was an uncomfortable sort of situation because I think she did an adequate job of owning up to what happened and, yeah. and, 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 um, taking her own personal responsibility for her actions and how they looked and, you know, how they continue to look at her ignorance and, and, and everything else. But, but yeah. And then at the same time, like, it was just, yeah, it was, it was just, it was, there was still some tension there that um, it would have been nice to maybe get a little bit of follow-up on, on some of that, but yeah, yeah Matt, like she, Matt, she's didn't... not going to be the, the last person to encounter this situation. And sure. there yeah. are going to presumably more, be more young white women who have the same kind of personal history as her that are going to come out on the other side and could use some advice of like, Hey, this is what was helpful for me to educate myself. This is what was helpful for me to gain new perspectives or something. But instead it just kind of felt like, well, I just have to do better. Um, And that was a little disappointing. I'd like to have a bit of a, I I don't want to have, I'd like to, I'd like this to be maybe a, a more big conversation, but like, and I'm not blaming be clear things that things that should go without saying sometimes need to be said right. not blaming this on the uh this totally on what happened but i think there's a large conversation to be had about like the role of greek life in yes uh a lot of these college campuses and stuff because like i'm sure and rachel even said she gave it zero thought right like yeah. it was not even on her radar to even think about how these how this looks or could look in the future or could affect her future and like i'm sure she wasn't thinking that she was going to go on the bachelor and was going to ruin her life right but she also like 
you know, what is that sorority doing hosting in 2018 a ante, an antebellum theme party? Like that that seems like there should be like a, a national sorority rule that comes down like, hey, maybe let's not do this stuff anymore, right? Like yeah. that whole system is kind of icky enough as it is um, with how basically you're drafted onto like a team based on uh, socioeconomic status and, and um, your, your hotness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro- yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're basically rated based on like this list of things, which, you know, whatever, that's kind of weird, but I suppose everybody does that when they pick friends, but it's just like, uh, I, I don't know that that's, I would appreciate maybe some larger conversation about that. I think there has been some um, higher profile incidences of, you know, Jordan, we went to UVA. We heard you hear you heard things about parties at fraternities and sororities like yeah. very recent in the not so distant past that like that, that are horrifying and, yeah. and very like overtly racist. Not just like we had a, a plantation themed party um, that it that was in bad taste. Like I'm talking, you know, people in blackface types type situations, right? Yeah. And like you know that that stuff continues to happen and will continue to happen because it's sort of baked into the society of a lot of those. Um, Greek organizations, and I shouldn't put this all in sororities. This is a probably a bigger problem for fraternities. But um, yeah, I, I, I would like to like it would be interesting for someone like Rachel to maybe take that on as a bit of a anti-racist measure, right? Like someone who probably went through the Greek life system and you know probably has really good experiences with it, but also now can look back and see maybe how damaging uh, something like that can be to um, people who get excluded and, you know, people who historically get excluded from a lot of those things. So anyhow, that's just a thought. I I just wanted wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a prime example of like some people often ask, like, what do you mean like institutional racism where these are literally institutions that, yeah. uh, What do I want to say? Prolong or like allow it to just continue to fester because they, Mm -hmm. they don't bring down accountability or proactively say like, no, this is going to stop because it is bad. Um, yeah. It's in the it's, name of tradition and history and things like that, which is yeah, entire often it's, it's, it's like, the well, same, but it's the same speech. It yeah. It's the same speech you get with the civil war people. Yeah. It's in the name of history and preserving tradition and heritage um, that evidently that trumps all um common decency or you know things could be better <laughs> things should be better for people so yeah okay i'm with you any other any final thoughts there so all in all um bit of a dud excuse me bit of a dud uh, final episode but uh yeah i mean so matt is uh you know out in the mix free agent again um, we have some rumors swirling that maybe Matt and one Heather Martin Ugh. have been <laughs> have, they've been geotagged in similar locations. I saw she was in New York recently. Isn't oh. he from there? Does he live there? And he was in San Clemente, where she lives, also. So, who's to say? I mean, like, I can't believe if these two are getting together on the low that they. I mean, a couple of dingbats like them would definitely get found out pretty quickly. You would think so. <laughs> Um, but hey, maybe they're the ding best that deserve each other. So shout out. Could be. <laughs> um, and then, oh, we have Bachelorette announcements. Mm-hmm. Emily? Um, so they announced that Katie will be our next Bachelorette. And uh, they're changing up filming. So 
Michelle will then go after Katie. Yeah. Um, apparently it's because they really wanted Michelle, but she wants to do it when she's not teaching. And so that would mean she needs to film like summertime. Oh, so or, or was it, she just wanted to get through the school year. Yes, I think so. She wanted to get to finish the school. Cause year. I think yeah. Katie's, Katie's group is going to start filming pretty soon, right? They already are. Wow. Mm. Really? In Mexico. Oh God. More desert scenes. And Tasha and Kirsten, Kirsten. Kristen? Kristen? I don't know. Huh, something like that. Are going to be the hosts instead of Chris Harrison. Taking some time off to work on himself. That's what he's doing, yes. Yeah. All the Chris Harrison Matt interactions after the Chris Harrison events are are, are so painful now too. Like the way he like gives like the aggressive white guy dap to, to Matt every time he sees him. No, no, it's cool, man. I can sit down. Yeah. Can, like, sit together on the curb while Matt's crying. Uh classic. Love it. Love to see it. Um, what a snake. You think uh, You think Chris comes back? I don't know. Do you think he deserves to come back? So I, I thought that Van Lathan had a good take on this. Um, well, I can't remember if it was him or if it was Rachel, but on the Higher Learning podcast, one of the things they talked about is how it actually would be more meaningful to have someone like Chris Harrison come back and be able to see that he's made changes and has worked on himself. That's a better message than yes. just sending someone, like canceling someone yeah. and say, oh, because you did this, you just like can't have your job anymore. It's like, okay, or is it better for the public? You know, this is a, well, a very famous mm-hmm. uh, show, highly watched. So yeah, does it mean more to say, hey, I took some time off said i was gonna work on myself and i really did and here's evidence of that yeah um so anyway just just like just like a thing of it just i think historically as a nation even with some of what happened in the civil rights movement we've just gotten really good unfortunately at trying to bury things and pretend they didn't happen and i Mm -hmm. think there's a lot more that people need to see like a show's production team, like The Bachelor, like having more conversations about their history of racism on the show. And so, and then making actual changes. And that means like, okay, you don't just get to put the first black Bachelor on and that's all you need to do and everything's okay now. There's like clearly more work that needs to be done, so. Yeah, Yeah, like, like I think the work that needs to be done, like aside, you know, sure, sure the um, demographics of The Bachelor should roughly make up the demographics of the country, right? Mm-hmm. That would be a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Probably has not been the case so far. But also, that needs to be carried through production. It would appear that we still have some whitewashing of the show done from a production angle. That's just like, there's some clunky things. Like we were talking about Matt's, the whole Matt's dad situation and things like that. We're like, there was a way to do that that could have been empowering to Matt and his dad. Um, and they did not go that route, right? Yeah. They, they chose a way that... Like, neutral, but instead... It correct, yes, yes, like, correct. It came off as... Yes, right, to, to you know... Yeah, so what you're saying is it's, it's not just the casting... Right, yeah. That and, needs and, to improve, it's the whole saying, yeah. production team. Like, the, I mean, there's just no excuses really why... People, yeah, people of color should be excluded from positions like that. 
Well, this is why diversity is is a, diversity in and of itself is a good thing. Yes. Yep. Because diversity and and diversity includes diversity of thought, diversity of lifestyle, diversity of um, race, and you know all of that. But diversity, full stop, is a good thing in most in any working place, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and is is um, important for growth. So, mm-hmm. all right, that's all we got on that. So uh, we'll hold our breath for. Katie. Oh gosh, what we got three weeks off? <laughs> no. I think we have more than that. Oh thank God. All right. So let's get through the basketball tournament and then we'll we'll turn our uh, we'll turn our beady little eyes back to Bachelor Nation. Mm. Uh to be um, very careful not to rip watch any spoilers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Emily, if you could uh, install some some filters on your Wi-Fi down there, that'd be awesome. Monitoring, I'll, I'll work on monitoring it. software. Real quick, score update. Uh, speaking nah, that's of fine. That's fine. <laughs> winners and losers, uh, Logan takes the crown. Was that three out of four? Three out of four crowns for your boy. Nineteen oh five final score. Nineteen hundred and five points. Emily, second place. Fifteen eighty five. Jordan. Uh, 600 points back of log one 1305 um but you you know you were out you were out early um, so uh but no one actually picked the winner this season <laughs> right we all were dumb and no one drafted rachel Where, was there a winner though <laughs> Yeah, maybe she, she whatever else is gonna be the yeah. host next season she won just as much as hannah ann won oh so are they? Well, remember question, the question on the Tasha hosting role. Are they going to be co-hosting each season, or does each one of them get a separate season? I think they're they're co-hosting Katie's season. I don't think there's okay. any like promise of if they're going to be Chris hosting. Might, Chris might be back after that. Gotcha. He might have done his rehab stint as Alabama <laughs> QA quality control uh, sideline assistant. Yeah, he's working with Butch Jones in the trenches. Getting it done. Um, <laughs> tremendous college football reference. Love to see it. All right. Are we good? We're good. All right. We're good. Um, this is fun. Always fun. Love to do this as much as we uh, want to complain. Maybe we'll throw in some more lifestyle pods with uh, the three of us and Jason in between Bachelor in the doldrums. material. Yeah. That's right. We're going to get Jason on see what he's been up to. Love that guy. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know what it is, but in case you don't, you can find us on Twitter at The Wheel Route. You can send us emails, wheelroutepodcast.gmail.com. You can go to thewheelroute.com to stream the show, to look at the website, look at all the other things. It's a website. Um, otherwise, you can get us from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, we love you guys. Go Gators. Go Hoos. May the roses ever be in your favor, boys. <laughs>